Ladies and germs. Ladies and gentlemen. Guys. 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 I know I say this every time. Hey guys. Hello guys. Hey guys. No, I don't say hey guys. That's not me. What's up? It's your boy Samaj and you're listening to the Me I Am podcast. Season one canceled. So without further ado, please welcome my beautiful black queen, Sasha Morfell from the Bravo Breakdown. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got the one, the only, the Bravo breakdown in the house today. But she's not here to break down Bravo. She's actually here today to continue. That's right. Continue my So You Want to Be an Actor series. So that's what we are here to do. We got Sasha Morfow of the Bravo breakdown, amongst many other things. Uh, Google her. She she works. She does a lot. So um, we got her here today to uh, continue the series again. It's called So You Want to Be an Actor. Part one, or the first installation of that series was with Ryan Bailey from So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. And that was a really fun episode, right? Didn't we love that? That was the premiere. You got to learn about him. You got to see why I liked his show and all those great things. So we're just going to continue on that train and that vein today with Sasha from the Bravo Breakdown and what it's like to be an actress in Hollywood, but not only just an actor, actress, a black actor, actress, a black woman, actor, actress, a black, dark-skinned woman, actor, actress with natural hair and all the racism and colorism and all the additional obstacles that she has to face and deal with before she even walks into the door. So I hope you guys really, you know, um, take something from this and just remember to, you know, support everyone that you can, especially those in the arts, especially your creatives of color, you know, make sure you you know, repost their pages as you do all your other friends. Make sure you subscribe to their Patreons. You know, if they leave their cash apps and Venmos in their bios, make sure you, you know, support that. Leave them comments, you know, say, hey, great job. I see you, you're doing it. And, you know, just get involved. Just join yourselves, immerse yourselves in the conversation. Because that's what I got to do when I got to talk to Sasha today. And I think that was a really, really great time. I would love to talk to her again, have her back. Um, so yeah, here we go. Sasha from the Bravo Breakdown. Welcome back, guys. So it's a great day here at the podcast. We are, we are continuing our So You Want to Be an Actor series. And that is a series where I talk to some of my personal favorite actors and people who are working in the entertainment industry, specifically in the field of acting. And they give me their time, which I know is very precious when they're trying to book roles and get gigs. And they come here to uh, answer my questions about their craft. I'm so grateful because I have a very, very special actor, actress here. Take your pick. I've got Sasha Morfow from the Bravo Breakdown. I know you all know it. Come on, let's sing it. Bravo Breakdown. Breaking it down, breaking it down. Hi, Sasha. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much. I love your rendition. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I made some choices there with my vocal runs. (laughs) But you know, no, thank you. I really hey, appreciate you being here. It's all it's, it's open. It's it's left open to interpretation. You know, that's why I didn't put that many lyrics. You know, in my intro song, I was like, you know, let's just Smart. give them a couple words and just you can add whatever you want. And it's a great song and it's a great program. We're gonna get to that, but first, tell us who you are. Well, I'm Sasha, like you mentioned, uh, Sasha Morfall. I am yay. I'm the host of the Bravo Breakdown on Woo! Instagram. Um, 
And I'm also an actor, which I've been I've been an actor for oh Lord, I'm gonna age myself like eleven years now. It's wow. so crazy. Longevity. Um, I know it's insane. Like I can't even like saying that number, it just freaks me out. But um yeah, so I yeah, I'm an actor. I was just doing acting full time. Probably the last four or five years I've like been full-time actor wow. and then pandemic hit, which is like, I know it's such a blessing. Like it's just, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then pandemic hit started the, started my Instagram cause I had nothing else to do. There's nothing right. going on. Nothing was casting. And then here we are. Uh, it'll be a year in April since I started wow. my page. Congratulations. Yeah. That is amazing. But thank you. Before we thank get you. there, take us back. Take me back. When did you first know that you wanted to be an actor? What got you started? What piqued the interest? What was the movie, the scene, the sound? Oh my gosh. So I I think the first performance, I'll say the performance bug bit me. I was in church with singing in the choir. Praise you know, the Lord, church. The, uh, the, the, yes. You got the praise tent, dance team, the praise and worship team. Yes. You know, and then maybe you might get chosen to read the, you know, the, uh, what they call it, the announcements. Yes. You might get to read a, a scripture or two, you know what I'm saying? Amen. Praise the Lord, church. So that was that was exactly so that was like my first sort of gateway into performance because mm. you know whenever I saw the preachers up on the stage, especially growing up in the South Southern Black Church, like Baptist, AME, Episcopal, they are up there shouting. To me, I saw it as a performance. I'm like, wow, they are it's really going hard. Like, yes. right? They got the sweat rolling down. They're running up and down. They're throwing claws left and right. They're yes. dancing, and I was like, yes, I am captivated. Like, whatever you're selling, I'm buying. So that was like, <laughs> I would say the church was like the first stage that I saw, mm. and I didn't, you know, I just saw it as all a performance. Even just like the role of the deacon, and then you have the preacher, and then the first lady, yes. and I was like, wow, it's such a production, you know. So um, that was what really first got me in front of an audience and started getting that feedback from people like, oh, you and it's singing was really the first thing that I started doing. So oh, we, you can sing uh, or whatever. And then you start doing talent shows and things like that. Right. Um, musicals and all that mm. sort of thing. So the I'm beginning of your triple threat of, era. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> that's what they, is that what they call it. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Singing, um, dancing, and, acting. Yeah. Okay. I think of it as like not a triple threat, but like a, it's like a. Which one of these is going to work? <laughs> it's like, I can do all these things. Which one you want? Which one you want to pay me to do? You know what I'm saying? Multi, we can do multi it all. skilled. Exactly. Which skill you want for today? Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, like I went to school for musical theater because I was like, oh, I want to sing. I want to dance. I want to do them all. And right kind of as soon as I got into college, I knew that like I didn't want to do theater because it's such a, it's a really strong culture and I just felt really boxed in, especially in the theater. Like there already weren't a lot of roles for black women on screen, but even less so in theater. And then a lot of it was like one type of role. You know what I mean? They Um, wanted the loud black friend or, you uh know, the sassy black woman. Yeah. You can't belt your face off and all that sort of stuff. Then you're not going to get cast. Like, you're just not going to work. Like, there was no nuance when it came to what roles of black women. So I knew, like, I was like, okay, this is not for me. I felt like I had a better shot at having, like, a chance of booking something that I could actually feel connected to on film. So then that's when I moved to L.A. So I moved to L.A. Uh. I transferred to school out here, moved to L.A. And that's when I really got into straight acting. I love that. Yeah. That is great. So then, uh, keeping going on that train. So... Uh, we started in church. No greater show choir, no greater show director than the Lord. But um, what were some <laughs> other roles and performances that stuck to you that said, I got to do this. This is me. Um, I would say 
I really loved like when I grew up growing up watching like movies that had singers in them. So I loved like mm. uh, the bodyguard. Like I, yes. I loved watching that and like glitter. Like I always loved the underrated idea of, like, justice screen. for glitter. <laughs> oh my God. Love glitter. Oh my God. I knew every word of that <laughs> film, every song, every lyric. So, and I love like the black Cinderella. Like I, I really like gravitated yes. towards these cinematic experiences of the cross with the singing and the acting and the dances and then black leads. Like I love sister act with Whoopi Goldberg. Like Whoopi these Goldberg, are the women wow. that I wanted to be. I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do. And then the color purple and it was on Broadway and then Fantasia did it. Like that, that was really what Aida, got Yeah. Lion all of King. that. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. All those performances really were like inspiring for me. And really quick, quick question in that same vein. So uh, movies that have that singing component, were you moved at all? Did you enjoy The Greatest Showman? Because I saw that recently and I know it's like a few years older and I really enjoyed it. I, it wasn't one. So I always like, I really like black female leads. Okay. And that one didn't have one. So I didn't watch no. it. And I think that's bad, but <laughs> fair. No, I wanted fair. to watch like singing, singing, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, okay, yes. I mean, and then Lauren Allred, you know, Lauren Allred, she ended up singing the voice. She did. Of that woman, so that yes. made up for it. But typically, I, I when I movies like Lady Miz and things like that, I pretty okay. it's gonna have like that musical theater sound, right? So it's, it doesn't draw me in as much because it was kind of what I was trying to get away from. Oh, like, okay. I was looking for like more Makes roles sense. with black women that were also singing. I was sold on so. Zendaya because I love her as an actress, and a oh, lot of yeah, people don't yeah. know she has a she has an album. She has one debut album, and oh, it yeah, is just does. pop yeah. perfection. Like that is a pop music album. She really did. I'm that. hoping she has another like album later. She on needs so it. People, she really people needs know because I didn't even know that. That's probably why I didn't see it because I didn't know even remember that she sang. Oh yeah, no, and it's sad. Like people, you know what, guys? This is a PSA for Zendaya. Now go listen to Zendaya's album, Zendaya. Oh my god. Okay. Um, Noted. <laughs> yes, please write write that down. Um, all right, so tell us, you're here. We've gone through high school. We've gone through college. We were in LA. Your first role, what was that like? I'm here. My first role? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, so I got here in 2010. I didn't book my first role, like speaking role, until 2015. So it took me five years. Wow. And when I say role, I mean like I'm getting paid. This is going to be on television between the, but within the 2002, 2015, it was all like independent films, student films, web series, mm. commercials, voiceovers, um, print ads, fashion shows, photo shoots, like, like, you know, the Vanderpump, like what they right. showed on the van, where they're doing all odd jobs. Exactly. Like you're waiting tables. I worked at the sky bar where, the, where they, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's I know, right? Cool. I love that. So, <laughs> I love that. So a lot of like, wait, right? I love that. <laughs> um, a lot of waiting tables and going from gig to gig and then having to quit your survival job because you thought you were going to book the gig, but then you didn't end up booking it. And now you don't have a job. Like a lot of that, those first five years, but I did end up getting my SAG card, which it sometimes nice. people, it takes me even longer than that. Cause it's, cause you can't work a SAG job unless you're SAG, but then you can't join SAG unless you book a SAG job. But then a lot of people won't even like audition you if you're not SAG. Like it's, it's a messy, just, messy world, a messy convoluted just, world. Funny story. It really is. I actually have one. I'm actually in the SAG after unit because oh, nice. this is completely, you know, just by circumstance. Uh, do you know the artist Charlie XCX? Yes. Right. Well, she, um, for her single at the time, Boys, she did a found performance and she DM'd me. She's like, hey, do you want to be a part of this performance? So I'm like, oh, oh yes, of course. So of course, you know, I like cut class that day because listen, this is this is an opportunity, you know. Wait, how do you know her? How do you know her? So I've just been like a crazy fan, like a super fan all these years. Like anytime she had an event in New York, 
I was there first in line, oh, always wow. there, staying after, getting that picture, getting that talk time. And she just remembered you mm-hmm, over there. Every time. Wow. Yeah. Cause and I, I'd, I'd started that little journey with her in May of 2013. And I've, I've been doing events like, or not, not doing, I've been going to her events for years on end. So that was 2017, the Fallon performance. But when we did that, um, the Fallon NBC people, they came and like, all right, you got to sign these contracts. We're signing you into sag So like, it was all wow. done for me in that day. So it's Look crazy to hear that it takes years for people to uh-huh. be in that. And that's, and that's why this industry is so trippy because it's like, there's no formula. There's no manual. Mm-mm. Like you just have to come out here and maybe you'll get lucky and something like that will happen to you. Or maybe you won't. And you'll have to, you know, you just don't know. And that's why it's like, if I ever have kids and they say they want to be an actress, I will literally tell them like, sure, go have at it. <laughs> maybe you, maybe you'll make it. I'm not going to sit there and say, Oh, if you work it out, work, work hard, if you stick it out, you will make it. Cause you might right. not, you might be able to make it, but I don't know if you'll burn out before you can long, be able to stay at it long enough before you will make it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just depends on you, your spiritual capacity. Like if it takes 50 yeah. years, are you going to be able to do it for 50 years? Because if you're pursuing acting, you're more than likely can't really do anything else because your income is so up in the air. So you're not being able to buy a house. You're not able to have as many kids as you want because you don't know where your next check is. You know what I'm saying? So are you willing to sacrifice? Ultimate gamble. Years? That's what it. That's what it comes down to. But that's a, such an interesting. That's so. So what? I have to yeah, ask you. This. Sure. So what made you so such a fan of Charlie? Like when I think of her, like as an artist, like she doesn't mm. even stand out in my mind. Like what were you so fascinated? Yeah, with sure. About her? So when I first discovered her, it was by way of Marina and the Diamonds. Charlie was at that time opening for her and I've always had a fascination for anything anyone UK so hearing she was from the UK and she was an artist and she was kind of like you know not worlds away but just just very visually different from Marina I'm like okay this is cool so I do some research I like the name the name just sticks with me phonetically Charlie XCX I'm like that's funny that's cool Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. at that time she was on the heels of releasing her debut album True Romance and me being a hopeless romantic so everything just kind of lined up and then the music like uh it's just very emotional. So while it may seem like, you know, very serious about partying, drinking, drugs, whatever, like when you listen to the lyrics, she's really telling you her life story through these songs. Mm. And she's an amazing performer. Her live show, bar none. Like she is like that basement showgirl that gets everyone in the wow. room up on her feet. Literally, there's a clip, you can look it up. Charlie XCX Vroom Vroom, I think it's Texas. And there, there's a fan literally swinging from the rafters. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. Wow. Okay, interesting. That's and she's super know. nice too. Yeah. Wow. So. That's cool. That's, so that's how you got your that. SAG card. Shout out to Charlie XCX. Shout out to Charlie XCX. Freaking SAG card. For asking a fan, for asking a black fan. Like, oh yeah, totally. Cool girl. What is your, so are you black and like, is that, are you mixed with anything? So, um, well, obviously, we all are duh, but like yes. that you actually we're all, know we, we, we're from we, every continent except for yes. Africa. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, that's a good question, Sasha. I appreciate that. No, so, uh, I am black African American, and the only other deviation or diversion from that is my grandmother's grandfather and all of his family. They come from the island of Cape Verde, which is the island in Portugal. So it's black with probably about, you know, with the ancestry, about three three to five percent Portuguese because that line has just carried straight through. Gotcha. So is that the background of like your name? No, even funnier story. My is this, name. Is that Indian? It sounds like it's an Indian name. So you're going to laugh. I think I laughed. I laugh when I hear this story. So on my dad's side, there were 
a lot of Jameses. James was like was like was like the male name, and there were at the time of my birth of my arrival into this earth, there were about five or maybe even six. And so you know they're like, oh great, we'll keep it going. And my mom's like, you know what, I'm good on that. So she took the name James, she flipped it to Samaj, S-E-M-A-J. And then to make sure I'd be the only one with my spelling, she put an H on the end. So she kept the spirit of James, gave me a twist, and made sure of the original with the spelling. Hilarious. That is so funny. Like That is a great story. Oh my gosh. Wow. I I would have never guessed. No, no, you never did. Maybe he's like Indian and black or something. No, mom just came up with that. I love it. Mom, mom's a genius genius begets genius I right <laughs> um, i love that you better you need to tell that story like wherever you go because it's so interesting oh absolutely yeah you know what it's funny you say that so you know what when i record the intro to this entire project i will make sure to mention that thank you Sasha, yes you should me. you definitely should <laughs> thank you uh so tell me um about those times between your jobs, hunting the roles, how you were saying, you know, you're taking, you're taking tables, you're fo- folding clothes at Ann Taylor, wherever you can go to get money in the checks. Mentally, what, what were those times like in between waiting for that role or knowing you didn't get it and trying to get the next one? What is that like realistically? Oh my God, it's horrible. Mm. It's absolutely like, it's the most torturous thing ever that I've ever done. And I wouldn't recommend it unless you can't do anything but act. Like if it's the only thing that you can see yourself doing, then then have at it. But if there's anything else that you like, then do try to do that simultaneously. <laughs> yeah. Because it is like so isolating mm. and it's so um constant rejection. Like you we deal with rejection. Some people, if they're lucky, they deal with it once a week if they can get an audition once a week. It's hard to even get an audition once a week. Mm -hmm. So you're feeling the rejection of not even being good enough to get an audition. You're beating yourself up like, what should I be doing in this 24 hours to be getting in these rooms? But you can't control it. So there's that rejection. And then there's the other side of it. If you are someone like me, I do like two... On a busy week, I can do five auditions in a week. And then on a slow week, once one a week. And that's like, I'm in this 3% of people in LA that are even getting that many of auditions. Because you are either getting those auditions and we're right at the cusp of becoming an offer only, which is where my next step would be, which would be a lot more like not auditioning and getting more offers because... What, like like if you've been a series regular you're not going to then audition for a guest star which right. is like a two episode you know what i'm saying so anyway so then there's like this place where i'm at where i'm auditioning constantly but then it sucks because i'm constantly getting that rejection every single week and then you so yeah so the in between mm. is like so the so rewinding so you know in the beginning the first five years of my career i was in the category of people that weren't getting those auditions i would get an audition like once once a month wow. and how are you supposed to book something a long time yeah once a once month, a month. So then what do you do in the meantime? And I, I'm telling you, there are people that go six months, a year with no auditions. Really? That's the part that people don't understand because in order to get the auditions, you have to have a great agent. And in order to get a great agent, you have to have something that they want so bad they feel like you, they can make money off of you. And a lot of times they can't make money off a song without credits. But you yes. can't get credits unless you have get already had an agent. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, it doesn't make sense. So you have to be, oh they, they just want to like go out on a limb for you because they think you're just so beautiful and talented and so unique. But why would they think that? Because there's hundreds of every single type of person in LA. So that was what it was a lot of like, <sighs> oh, feeling, being down on myself, beating myself up because I'm not doing enough to make sure that I'm getting in these rooms and then spending a lot of money on like classes and workshops and coaching and boot camps and, and seminars. Oh yeah. Headshots and, 
everything, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, classes can be, you know, upwards of three, $400 a month. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to do a coaching session one-on-one because you want to, you have a special audition, you know, then that's, you know, you're looking at $175 an hour sometimes, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's a, the first five years was a lot of me spending a lot of my money and not really getting anything back. Yeah. But I was so young that I, that's, I was like, okay, well, I guess this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, I can't assume that I should be somewhere else that I'm not Right. when I just got here technically. Cause first five years, they say that you can't count the amount of years that you've been trying to pursue acting until you have everything in your tool belt that it takes to make yourself a viable actor. Meaning you can't say, Oh, well, I've been trying to be an actor for five years, but I don't have an agent and I'm not sag and I don't have great headshots and I don't have a reel. Then you haven't even started. Wow. You start, but it takes five years just to get those things. Oof. So then you start counting your years at the point that you have all of those things. Cause then you actually are someone that can compete. So the first five years is basically just like. The struggle, just, the struggle. The bus. struggle. <laughs> yeah. That no one knows. No one cares about. No one talks about it. Cause everybody wants to act like it never happened. Cause it's right. so horrible. So it was horrible. Oh it was, God. I was depressed. Like Vanderpump Rules got me through so many lows in my life, like just like mm. watching them. And like, it was just like, I would watch like TV for hours, like six, seven hours, like binging TV, Vanderpump, just to make myself feel like something. <laughs> wow. That's intense. Awful. Mm. And I can only imagine how even more adverse it was for you, because guys, for those of you who don't know, Sasha is a black woman, a dark-skinned black woman. So as we already know, guys, there's racism, there's colorism. Unfortunately, we've been trying. Vanderpump couldn't fix it. Dallas couldn't fix it. Orange County couldn't fix it. Unfortunately, somehow we're still stuck with racism. But, you know, I would really like you, Sasha, on a serious (laughs) note to talk about how much harder it really is being in that position to even, like you said, get in the room, book the role, keep the job. Because as we know, there's racism, especially in Hollywood. So I can only imagine. So just talk to us about that, please. Oh, yeah. I mean, so a lot of my friends were white girls when I first moved out here. And that's a lot of what's out here. Like, there's obviously Black actors, but you're in the minority, like, everywhere else. And so, first of all, there's not a lot of Black acting coaches that Mm. can instill the, the, the things that you need to know and what you need to do. So then you're working with white acting coaches that don't understand who you are as a person. They don't understand black culture. So how can they coach you? You know what I'm saying? So there's, that's the training aspect of it where you're lacking. And then there's the fact that they're not writing roles for us. And when they are, like I said before with theater, it was not as bad in the end on the TV and film, but you know, they're writing only a couple types of roles. And when I was out here, 2010, 2015, Kerry Washington was just starting Scandal. So there was starting to be a slight movement in that direction, but it was still like, okay, this is the type of black woman that we feel is someone that we can make money off of. So then you need to fit this type. So then the breakdowns would be like, they would say like ethically ambiguous. They don't want it to be like very obviously black. They, they want it to be like very much like code switching type of black woman. Like, you know, mm. like someone that they deem as someone that could be palatable. So preferably fair skin, preferably ethnically ambiguous. Cause Carrie was really the first one that was like clearly black at the time. Right. Prior to her. Halle Berry. Exactly. She's a lighter skinned woman. Right. No shade and to I her, mean, but you know. Right. And a lot of, and then and things were moving really fast in the direction of television. And so a lot of black women that had worked in film, but not TV. And that was where a lot of the work was moving. So I was like, in the past 10 years, what do I have a reference? So people weren't writing the roles. They didn't know what to write for. They didn't know what 
type of roles they could make money off of. It just came down to like, these people were in a lot of fear. And so when I was, uh, uh, 2014, I got an internship at a casting office and it was so like revealing to work there at, at just to see the behind the scenes and the conversations that they have literally about like, so Lupita Nyong'o, she won an, an Oscar in 2014 for 12 years a slave. Mm. And we had already been trying to cast this role for in this in this in this TV show, and it said, like I mentioned before, ethnically ambiguous, mixed race, or Latin America, like anything that's brown but not black. Right. <laughs> so that's what the breakdown said for months wow. as we're casting this thing, and then Lupita wins, and the next day they're scrambling, they're redoing the breakdown, and like, oh no no no, um, Lupita Nyong'o reference dark skin, short hair, they completely changed the breakdown because, oh, light bulb moment, black people win awards too. Black people sell out movies as well. Yes. And it wasn't because they wanted to do it. They don't care about black people. They care about the money. Right. They suddenly saw the profit or I hate, I hate using this word, but they saw the value, air quotes, uh-huh. and, 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 and black talent. Yes. So that was when I, 2014, I started to feel a slight shift but then it was like, okay, well, now I need to make sure I'm like Lupita. I need to make sure I come across like I'm smart. Like I need to like behave like her. Like you feel like it's like whenever they decide that one type of one type of black person is someone that's valuable, then they make it like. Uh, that's it. That's the standard. Like, yeah, they have to. Ca- you have to capture it. It's like one moment lightning struck. You better get on it or your your time is over because then we're going to go back to the, the basic Beckys. And so then or it was the like that role again, which exactly. come on, like guys, yeah, enough. Which is what she, which is what she won her Oscar for. Yes. Yeah, so then you feel like, okay, I have to, these are the only type. And that's what I started doing a lot of, um, we'll, moving into that, the, yeah. the, 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 from 15, 2015 to now, really a lot of slave, a lot of period pieces, a lot of house servants mm. or like military they try to make me like masculine because my hair is short like you know because and i'm dark that means aggressive and hard a and lot of reliving our trauma uh-huh yeah so uh yeah that was really kind of the what what it was like as far as there weren't any roles and then all of a sudden there were and then it was like oh okay well then there's only one type of black role wow. that we can play um, any moments or any standout auditions or projects where it was very clear to you or very apparent that like, you know, I'm being treated this way because of the color of my skin or like, you know, this wouldn't happen if I, if I, if I don't look the way I look like, are there, are there any moments in specific times where it's like, whoa, this is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just remember. Well, one thing, okay, so this is one that's fresh out of my mind because there's so many. I'll just do yeah. the one that's popping in my mind right now because it's something I just saw a project of mine. A, a follower sent me a screenshot of this project that I shot two years ago. And number one, I'm a dark-skinned black woman. And in this scene, I'm supposed to be holding a, my child, which is an infant baby. The baby is light-skinned. Mm. Number one, okay? Because, so we all look the same. Like, you don't see the different shade going on here. Y'all want to be colorist, but then you're going to throw me a light skin, baby, because you couldn't be bothered. Number two, they have me holding this baby all day long, right? And then by the time I actually shoot my close-up, then he wants me to cry about my baby being a slave. And I'm like, number one, shoot my close-up before you have me hold a baby for 14 hours. Two, give me a beat. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't, there's no reverence for the subject matter, what we're Mm. actually like talking about. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, okay, turn it on, which I understand the professionalism of it all, 
But the disrespect that I felt that like I'm supposed to be holding this light skinned ass baby and I'm a dark skinned woman and like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just pretend it felt so disrespectful and dismissive. Mm. And then I, and I remember I had another audition where it was for a bartender and I knew in my mind what they wanted the girl to be like. And sometimes I can try to play into what I think they want, but for whatever reason this day, I was just like, whatever I'm just going to say, how I would say it. And they were like, oh, can you do it a little bit more like, um, you know, like, you know, urban, a little more like city, attitude, you know, a little more sassy, a little, little more spunk, a little more feisty. Why? So acting is supposed to be me in that given circumstance, right? Unless right. I'm doing extreme character work, like a Meryl Streep or something where I'm doing a physical you know, transformation or if I'm playing a historical fi- uh, Very figure. Very specific role, but, yeah. Exactly. But I'm playing myself in a g- given circumstance. You hired me. This is how I would say the line. This or how my I'm interpretation say the line. of the role. Yes. Exactly. But because I'm black, I need to say it more feisty or with more, why? Why? And then you don't, you end up not getting the role. So then you're, you're faced with that. And that's why people say like, oh, why don't people stand up for things and report these things sooner? Cause I want to see at the fucking table. If yes. I say this to this director, they're going to say, all right, thank you next. And then that's a thousand dollars I could have got for a day of work that could have paid my rent for the rest of the month and caused me a lot less stress. So you just don't say anything. So you've had to basically at times, many times shrink yourself down just to fit that version or that depiction of a role. Which is absolutely far, be farthest from the truth, or or the depiction of what you are, what you know you bring to the table, and your skill as an actor. You've had to just water yourself down constantly. Oh yeah, read the, the breakdown, read what they want, and just do it. Wow, that's mm-hmm. awful. And then like, sometimes you, know, you still don't. You st- sometimes you still don't get the role. You right. know, even when you do exactly what they ask. All that to say, again, it's it's just a big gamble. But moving on to lighter fare, I'd like to pick up the pace here. Um, so, as we all know, for all actors, really, our family members, how, how like you were saying, you know, if your kids want to be actors, your kids want to be actors, you would say, hey, go for it. But listen, be aware, this is going to be a little tricky for you. Uh, what has been your family's reception of uh, your career choice, how it's going for you? Were they supportive? Were they like, hey, do you want to try something else? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was the family's role in this? Well, my family is like pretty naive. Like we grew up, you know, in Georgia in the South. They don't know what it takes to be an actor. So they were like, yeah, you can do it. You're, you can do anything. Like go for it. They were all, cause you know, I was, I was always the person that was doing, like I said, in talent shows and singing and singing right. the national anthem and all that stuff. So to them, it made perfect sense. The family creative. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. So they were always really supportive. I wish that my mom had had a little bit more knowledge and prepped to be better. But they did the best they could. So, yeah, I, ha- I have a very supportive family when it comes to that. That's good. That's really, really good. Love that. Almost Love to the point to you. where it's like, right, yes. <laughs> Almost to the point to where it's like annoying, though, because it's like, you're like, okay, it's been 11 years. Like, when are you going to be on the billboards? Like, we believe in you, but when, when is it going to happen? going to see you on TV? <laughs> I know. Like, it's happening. What I'm doing right now, that is what it, that's what being a working actor is. People don't understand that. There's the 1% that is the Brad Pitt and the Holly Berry. And then there's the other three, that's me, the working actors. And then there's the 97%, that is the Vanderpump kids that yeah. never book, but they wait tables and they don't work at all. Absolutely. Well, so. speaking of your parents wanting to see you on the billboards on the TV, tell me what it was like when they turned on that TV, when they signed into their HBO Max account and saw you in The Watchmen. Oh my gosh. You know what's funny is that, so they don't really even watch a lot of my work. 
the, the really the, rude. the biggest, I know, right? So rude. But they'll tell all their friends. But the one thing that they did watch was they all went and saw Black Panther. Yes, because you were in that, right? Yes. And they watched this other show that I was on called Halt and Catch Fire on AMC. Okay. And because I was in seven episodes. Wow. So I'm going to give it you a it, hand clap. Thank that's you, really thank great. You. Thank you. So that was like, okay, you got seven damn chances <laughs> to see me. Every other one was like, oh, I'll catch it on the DVR or we'll, I'll do it. My mom always watches them, but like my siblings, they're like, oh, we're, because they're, they're younger than yeah. me. They're like, oh yeah, I'll catch it on the flip side. But the Hall and Catch Fire, I was like, okay, I'm going to be on it this time for seven weeks. And they did end up watching that and they were really excited. I love that. That's so, really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Okay. So uh, next question, Ben. Obviously, if you're subscribed to the Patreon where they can watch episodes of the Bravo Breakdown, right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Tell us about the Bravo Breakdown. Yes. Oh, my mom is absolutely. My so, favorite Patreon subscription. Thank you. Um, she So it actually took her a while to get her freaking thing set up. She's Technology, parents, yeah. Forever. And I just never felt like sitting down and doing it. I was like, whatever, <laughs> like, she'll figure it out. But she loves it. She's like, um, I she she watches only Atlanta, like Atlanta and Potomac. She's right. old school. Like she she didn't if there's not black cast, she's not watching it. She's got but the she's taste like, of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it, exactly. I'm like, well, at least you're watching the good stuff. But uh she was like, she literally was like, I can't watch the New York ones. They too drunk. <laughs> That's what my mom said. I don't like to watch the drunk ones. She's <laughs> she's not wrong. She's not lying, okay? Like, ah, they just make me want to get drunk. <laughs> oh mom. I love that. <laughs> But uh, she was like, oh, she doesn't watch Salt Lake, but she loves it from watching my breakdown. She was like, it makes me really love the show. Like, wow. Breakdown. So I was like, well, saw her on the show and she's not even watching it. Mission accomplished. That's all Where's I your check, wanted. Bravo? Where's her check? Where's her scooter? Okay. We got some things she's in the works. bringing you with... viewers. <laughs> I know. We got some things in the works, though. I'm like, try. it's so funny. It's like, we're working on some things, but it's just like such a long brainstorm and development phase that it's just like, yeah. uh, how do you even start to like visualize it or even talk about it? Cause it's just, I know people that have had like five, six, seven TV deals, pilots and stuff, and they right. just never see the light of day. So I'm like, I do have this project that's in the works that we're starting on with a production team. And nice. it's a, I would say, I would say right now I am, um, I'm pregnant. If I want to, I'm pregnant Aww. with the little baby. I love that. It's, I think it's showing. <laughs> I would say that my little project baby is showing. Now, when will she give birth? We don't know. But she will. She will. And we claim that now. Yes. And claim She's it, coming. She is coming. She is coming. She will be healthy. She will be thriving. Yes. Okay? Greatest baby of all time. Yes. <laughs> next to blue, next to north. She's going to be out uh-huh. there with the great babies, okay? <laughs> yes. Chicago, Saint, Song, all of them. Dream. Yes. So the Bravo Breakdown, you said you started it in April of 2020. And what were your thoughts going into it? Like, what, what was your goal? What did you set out to do with creating that that platform? So in, uh, when, the, when the pandemic hit and there was nothing to audition for, a part of me was like, it was half and half. It was like 50% was like, oh, this will be really something to just actually do. Like, I have nothing else to do. And I don't want to come out of this. Like, and everybody was doing like their recipes and their challenges. And right. all that was like right at the beginning where it was Making like, what are you bread, doing with your life? About on the floor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so half of it was like, oh, I just want something to say that I'm doing like a hobby. And then actually the second part of 50% of me was like, hell, 
I need a job. <laughs> right. Like, I, I ain't got no money coming in. Ain't I'm no already audition. an actor. Yeah. Let me do this. Like, can you pay me in this avenue? Can I get some money on this platform? I went into it like that. Like, how can right. I make some money? Because these checks, these unemployment checks are not doing it. They didn't come. And the little, they're delayed. They're the, backed up. All delayed. Putting your ID five times for verification. The little stimulus they want to call, you know. I was like, this is, I don't know how long we're going to be in this house and this I need it. to figure out something. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of, so I went into it with those, both of those, you know, intentions. Like, I, so I, so, you know, I didn't want to set the bar too high where it was like, okay, I have to make, I'm have to monetize off of this, but I still wanted to do it regardless. Right. You know what I'm saying? you love it. Just like acting. You love it. It's exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And I think that having done acting for so long leading up to it, it prepped me for the possibility of a rejection, but it also prepped me for you know, what it takes, the follow through. Like mm. I knew I was like, okay, if this is going to be anything, it has to be consistent. I knew that going yes. into it. I was like, I'm not going to start it unless I'm going to like be consistent. Cause your page, it's hard to make your page grow. Even if you are consistent, the, so page, you don't alone. Have really a the page alone is it takes alone. It's hard crazy. work. It's hard fucking work. I had no idea how hard it was. I've never had an Instagram. I've never had a YouTube, oh, nothing wow. like that before this page. I had my personal one, like 800 right. followers or something. And so I had no idea this world of like what it took, the, the content creating, the scheduling, the posting, the stories. The then editing. there's the interaction <laughs> with the other page, the editing, the filming, the wardrobe, it's a like full everything. time job. It's, it's a, a production. It's a full production. It's a gig. It's, a, it's definitely a gig. Because people, it's like, you ha I have the Bravo breakdown in my Patreon, but then I'm also running an Instagram account. Right. So you then you're all by yourself, right? All by yourself. And then you have to interact with other pages. Re you know how, you know the Instagram stuff. Absolutely. You got to keep the engine going. So luckily for me, my fiance is also like really creative as well. Oh, good. So I'm like, what can we do? So I'm, we both were like, how can we do this? And I literally came up with it in like a day. I was like, wow. I'm going to call the Bravo Breakdown. The handle was available. Got the handle. And I was like, I'm going to make a theme song. I recorded on Garage That Band. theme song. Like, oh, my God. Yes. I had song. to do it. I love it. I had it. to have a theme song. Black Girl Magic. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Recorded that on Garage Band. Two seconds. And then we just did a photo shoot. I was like, two let's seconds? Take Wait, I'm sorry. You, you, you made it a song two, in like two I'm seconds? You, it was little, I was like, I'm obsessed I with I the song. I sing this all the time in the house. <laughs> I wanted to say, breaking it down, breaking it down. Hey. Like, I knew that. Because I wanted that like 90s, like, yes. we are living single. Like, Go I wanted that the, vibe. Yes, the, eat to yes. the L. I wanted that. So and you got it. I knew that. And then I, we found a beat, like a random beat on GarageBand. And I mm -hmm. was like, bravo, break down. And then there you have it. Wow. <laughs> the talent. I mean. Put some put some harmonies, layer some harmonies Oof. in there. You know, got about three. I got about three, four harmonies up in there. And, the, you know, in it. the background. So I put my, my musical skills to use from my musical theater and vocal uh, drama major days. Great. And, and let me forget. My, and mind you, when I went to musical theater school, mm -hmm. they only accepted 12 people in my program. 12. Wow. So it was like one of the top 10 programs in the country. So it was really hard That's to amazing. leave. That's amazing. I was like, I have to leave though. Cause I just knew the path was New York and that's what they were prepping us for. The, the okay. stage. Broadway. I just yeah. knew exactly. I just knew it wasn't for me. So anyway, but I really do love singing. That's I really, amazing. really do. So that, yeah. So I did the theme song, did a photo shoot. I just pulled out like the cutest stuff I had in my closet, did a photo shoot and then put the pictures together for the, for the intro. And then I was like, I started with Vanderpump. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, I don't know what I'm doing. Yes. I was like, I'm just great. gonna take notes. I'm watching Vanderpump, take notes. And then I took the notes and just sat in front of the camera. 
like much like a podcast, but on yes. camera. <laughs> and then I knew that, okay, so the thing that I really knew that I wanted to do was I knew that I wanted to implement the clips because I didn't want to spend time describing the scene, if that makes sense. No, definitely. I just yeah. wanted to show the scene and then give my take. So I knew that it had to be visual because it doesn't really play as well on a podcast. Like listen to a clip. It always sounds like muddy and like it doesn't come across as strong. This is you know? true. Yes. <laughs> and then just uh, I wanted to be able to rely on my acting skills on camera with like reactions and things like that. And then hosting abilities. I was like, OK, well, if, if it doesn't work out with the acting, a lot of actors sometimes cross over into hosting and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So I was like, this can maybe open up another avenue for me to be to get into hosting and stuff like that right like the server that also bartends and also is a busser exactly 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 so that was kind of like the goal with creating okay. it. well it's great guys make sure you definitely head over to patreon.com slash the bravo breakdown and get you some content because i look forward to every week to getting my new episode and sometimes when i know there's nothing else going on i'll wait i'll let them stock up and i'm like it's bravo breakdown day <laughs> And I have the best time every time. Oh and my Sasha God. gives you looks. She gives you glam. She's giving you original <laughs> production. It's a good time over there. So make sure you check that Thank out. Thank you so much. I love my patrons. <laughs> y'all are like my, literally my bread and butter. Like y'all are my lifeline. Y'all keep me going. The messages, the DMs, the comments from my patrons are it. my life. Like I started my page in April. I started my patron at, Patreon in August. And I immediately started supporting myself through patreon amazing and i was like oh my god and i was like these are like you guys are the best like i love you did it all your own like this is so all much. you like you really should it's be saying crazy. all these great things about yourself because this is all you this is not some casting producer in LA. this is not some director this is not some guy what you know an idea at a coffee shop mm -hmm. like, this is all you so you deserve all of your accolades thank you, you deserve so this much hand clap. thank this you. Is all you don't let anyone take that from you it's thank amazing you. I appreciate that so much. No problem. Anything else you want to tell us before we get out of here so I can go watch another episode of the Bravo Breakdown? Yes. I would just say, you know, people, like, just get creative. Like, I, uh, what inspired me to make a Patreon wasn't even other people's Patreons. It was OnlyFans. Because I saw these girls on OnlyFans. They have the, and Stop. I know they're like, you I just know, got it's, OnlyFans it's, merch in the mail yesterday. My oh Valentine's my Day merch from OnlyFans I just love came. OnlyFans. Shout out to OnlyFans. My mug is coming today. My stickers are coming today. <laughs> I love it so much. Like, I was just like, wow, like these girls are out here. They're being bosses. Mm -hmm. They are making their content every fucking day, buying homes, buying cars, traveling. On their own accord. <laughs> on their own time, their own schedule. And I discovered OnlyFans before I even started my page. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is where it's at. Being your mm -hmm. own boss, using your own. So I would just tell people out there, like if they have any idea, anything they want to do, like, just do it because what's the worst that could happen? What you make fifty bucks? That's fifty bucks you didn't have before. Exactly, and so, every penny counts. To me, exactly, every to me, it's counts. worth it. Totally. Oh Where can we find you? You can find me at the Bravo Breakdown on Instagram and Patreon.com/slash the Bravo Breakdown, and be on the lookout for, like I said, my baby that I'm pregnant with right now. My new project that's coming out. Who knows when? But we got some things in the oven, and you know, so be on the lookout for that. Yes, unlike the joggers, the she by story joggers, this baby will be coming. <laughs> yes. Thank you guys. Oh, yes, she will have a due date. Yes. Yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is good. 